Welcome to the next episode of Audio Onset A with me, Eddie Stone, me, Michael Whittle. And me, Michael Whittle. <laughs> he did that last week. I know, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the first two minutes of last week. Oh, yeah, you fucking won't listen to the whole one, would you? <laughs> Thank you? We're finally together, me, Matt and Mike. Finally, all three of us. This, this fucking episode has been set back about a million times, by about a million different things. And today, it was almost set back again, thanks to Michael... Not fucking getting here till late because of traffic and stuff, and it was like, fuck's sake, what is going on? Does the does the world just not want us to play this game? We're fucking playing it. Basically, it is the movie plot game two. Originally, I got this idea from around from Screen Junkies movie fights. Just thought I'd let you know about that. Just so then you know that I'm not just outright stealing the idea. Uh, we played one round of it quite a while back. I can't remember if it was on video or if it was on podcast. It was on video. I, I think we did two. Did we? We did one, then the sequel name. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was just part so two. What, was that it was part, part one's two. Yeah that was, yeah, that was part two of the first game. Um, so this time we've got... We've mixed it up a little. We've got a couple of special cards, a, couple, a bonus point card, and genres. So what we do is we pick actors, then we pick the film and then we pick the genre basically two of us go head to head making up a film out of the titles that we've already decided, we have no idea what each other has written and we don't know which actors there are or anything like that other than the ones that we put in ourselves and then we make a film and try to make it into the genre we pick. Are we going to limit it to a certain amount of rounds or for now we'll go for 10 points We'll try to aim for 10 points to see how long it lasts and whoever wins. Well, 10 points to the winner? What? 10 points to win? Or the 10 yeah, rounds? Ten, 10 points to win. 10 scene points to the winner? No, don't start with that fucking emo shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I had a Facebook memory yesterday and it was you saying how much you liked that song. I, I, yeah, to be fair, I do, but that's <laughs> not the point. And... <laughs> um, I don't know who's going to go first, so seeing as I've, I've introduced everything, I'll be the judge first. So you two can go first. Right. Okay. So, all right, Matthew, pick your two actors. Don't forget two of mine. Don't matter if you do. I don't want two of mine. Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's easy said than done when you're not looking. Pick a movie. It's the way that Mike... Oh, you've got two of mine. Mike folds them. So. Yeah, he's got two of yours. That's fine. What's this? Is this a movie pick, title? Pick a movie. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll take yours. And then pick oh, a genre. Pick a genre back. Because so is mine. It doesn't matter if it's yours. Right then, so my film is um, called Into the Breach. Okay. Um, and easily, I think I've got quite an easy one here. It's that, a, that's, that's a map film. Is it? Yeah. And it's a... Uh, we do both write quite similar sometimes. No, I'm sure. And it's a uh, documentary. Yeah, you can either make it a documentary or a documentary. We'll make it a pretend. We'll make it... No, we'll make it an actual... We'll make it a film documentary because this person has been in quite a few historical sort of films and it's Jared Leto. No, okay. Bonus <laughs> point. <laughs> Already. Bonus point, yeah. Bonus point for Jared Leto. Yeah. If... But because you make... Because it's a documentary, you might not get it. Because Jared Leto is a known method actor... Yeah. You have to explain what the method acting he has, like he he's done for this movie. And my actress is Danielle Harris. Into the Breach, the firm entry starring Jared Leto and Danielle Harris. Into the Breach sort of evokes a sort of kind of a war theme for me. So okay. I think it has to be probably quite tastelessly. <laughs> it's going to be a fur documentary. Um, it's going to be like pretend ISIS fighters. Daniel Harris, there's quite a lot of people that go abroad to fight for ISIS. She could be one of the... We're not going to have her all blacked up on stuff because, you know, people can do... <laughs> she must have some all sorts of different... Yeah. Races. Mm-hmm. So they're both going to be um, ISIS fighters. Um, and he prepares for the role in his sort of method acting thing mm-hmm. um, by cutting himself. He stands in the mirror okay. and slices up parts of his body before the film. And that kind of gives him, A, the sort of feeling that is being damaged. And also the pain that goes with it. And also the pain that 
his character will probably be suffering. And it's but it's kind of a, a, a silly documentary right, okay, set then. within ISIS. So it's kind of intends to show how incompetent ISIS are. Really, and he's he's the commander. It's part of the reason why he's wants the beast to be scarred as well. Is that he's a guy that's obviously been through the most combat, and most horrible situations, and she is um, not going to be a love interest. She's the commander of sort of a woman's division, but she's really strong. And... So what's the actual story? <laughs> there is no story. Okay. Well, there is. It's obviously going to be like, it's going to be a... It's just a fucking... It sounds like it would be that um, terrorist joke film based in England. Uh, three Lions. That's yeah. the one, yeah. So it's just it's going to be a firm entry about ISIS fighters, just in general. Yeah. Right, Okay. <laughs> What's yours, Matthew? The Wolf of Centralia is the um, title of mine. What's which is like, rock, The Wolf of Centralia. Which Centralia. is one of his own. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, genre is my choice. Uh, my male actor is the young Kurt Russell. Um, somewhere, ironically, one of mine is actually Kurt Russell. So. And then so Emma Roberts Kurt Russell in there as well. For my female. Right, my, okay. My actress. So I don't know who Emma Roberts is. I had a look on uh, on eBay on the internet. <laughs> I tried buying I, Emma Roberts on. I, I, I don't recognise her from any of Ju- Julia Roberts' niece doesn't really help. She's <laughs> she's in American Horror Story. She's in uh, Scream Queens. Basically, she's in horror films and TV shows. Fair. Uh, she, she was in Nerve. She well. was in yeah. She was in Nerve as well. She was in Scream Four. She was actually the villain in Scream Four. Spoilers. I think that. I would have it as a basically a werewolf that has occurred in the town of Centralia itself, um, which right. I don't know if any of you know is the it's a it's an old coal mining town in America that they accidentally they set the tires on fire as you normally do at scrapyards, yep. but it collapsed through into the mine and set the entire mine on fire. So it's it's always burning. It's been burning for the last thirty five forty years or something. Um, You're making this hard for me, Matthew. Fair enough. Keep going. So yeah. <laughs> so basically, so Kurt, the young Kurt Russell is the 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 werewolf that is t- has taken residence in this town. Um, Emma Roberts and a party of other actors and actresses have gone in to try and get footage and try and actually discover what what the actual werewolf is or who is. You're losing me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, and so basically, he's obviously going to kind of kill the entirety of the party in really brutal ways. Except her, she's going to um, get away in the end in the style of I think I can't remember what game it is, um, but basically by a little tiny little riverboat, and it's going to be some kind of epic Matt, um, chase scene in the end. I'm sorry, but Mike gets the point. <laughs> Fair enough. I was really hoping you were going to get the point because Mike sounded shite. but the the reason why is because yours reminded me of too much of Silent Hill but with a werewolf right okay or the wolf man which was awful fire burning underground for for a long long time right and then it's just the thing of he he don't want to kill Emma Roberts and blah blah and I'm thinking this just sounds too oh he just want to kill Emma Roberts she just gets away I get bonus points for saying he was cutting himself. Yeah, you get two points to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even a shit ideas win. <sighs> right, seeing as Mike won, he can be the judge next. I'm sorry, Matt. I really am. It was just right. it reminded me too much of Silent Hill and that, and I thought even though I love Silent Hill, well, to be fair, I Silent just, Hill is actually based on the thing of Centralia. It's Centralia. Well, there we go. Then. Literally, <laughs> is always in enveloped in smoke. That's why then. I just I, I, I'm so because it already sounded like that, but with a werewolf, I was just like, I'm sorry, I just can't. So I'd I'd, I'd, I'd still watch it. I definitely won't watch his, but he'd still win the point just because that reminds me too much of Silent Hill already. So yeah, Mike wins the first point for fuck's sake. Why? Right, me and you, Matt. Right, uh, I'll, I'll pick mine first. Right, so the genre will be crime or gangster. And the title is Blueberry Badge Cop 2, The Tin Plated Carousel. The actress is Madonna, and the actor is Chris Pratt. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I want it to be a, a, a prequel to Blueberry Badge Cop 1. So, a Blueberry prequel? Ba- yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's going to be going back to kind of why they want to become police officers that they've met. They, they've run into each other a few times. Um, 
not not necessarily through the training, but before the training. And Madonna sexually? is huh? sexually like lovers. Or... I hadn't really thought about that to be honest. Um, <laughs> need a bit of tension, don't you? But... It has to answer it. I'm just being a dick. It's all right. You're the judge. You can say what you want. There you go. Well, fair enough. Yeah, go on then. We'll go for a, a sexually oriented spin there. Um, basically, she's going to be a, a prostitute. Uh, this Miss Madonna and Chris Pratt is going to uh, employ her services uh, for a very short period of time. But during that short period of time, she is going to steal all of his money um, for drugs slash. Her pin, and Chris Pratt is going to go on a bit of a vengeance mission um, to actually not only get his money back, but try and get her to cut the habit of drugs and all that kind of thing. And then by the end, they will have not fallen in love, but she she will have got clean, and they will both um, enroll into the military badge training um, school to become police officers, um, which. Goes well, which is why they actually get in eventually to see the first film. Well, mine. <laughs> right, I'll say the actors first: Kate Blanchett <laughs> and Jesse Spencer. I have no idea who that is. It's so from I, House, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Australian guy from to, House. I had to Google it. It's an action film, <laughs> <laughs> and it's called The Telltale Fart. Right. Right. So to make it action as well, this is going to be the hard part because if it was just like horror comedy thing I was just going to say well it is a famous horror story yeah, I, was, I, was, I was just going to say it's just the telltale hat but with the fat instead so the telltale fat action well Jesse Spencer can be the main actor in it it could be like I don't know if he's been in films before but it could be his first big movie uh, Kate Blanchett could be the villain of the bit. I'm not going for Thor type of vibes here just, just a fucking villain Jesse Spencer is uh, is found out about this old catacombs thing and decides, like Indiana Jones style, he wants to discover and explore and whatnot. And then he finds out that Kate Blanchett, in lead of Nazis, <laughs> is also exploring this place. This is turning into Indiana Jones. What it is that the Nazis are after is this weird sphere that when squeezed... It makes a fart noise. If you squeeze it again while it's making the noise, it releases poisonous gas. And Kate Blanchett and the Nazis want to put this into a machine to make it spread across the world. And when he finds this out, he wants to stop them. So in a typical Indiana Jones style caper, he, he basically, and Uncharted and stuff like that, he chases after him, fighting him a lot, fighting all the Nazis. Sean Connery cameos his dad, maybe? He's, reti- <laughs> he's retired from him. <laughs> but, um, so he just chases him and tries to basically beat up Kate Blanchett. And at the end, he, he fucks her instead. And then he finds out that she's his mum. <laughs> <laughs> Very complex, though. And then he farts on, on the fart machine. <laughs> Which then actually just clouds the whole world anyway, and we all we're all fucked. There's only one winner. <laughs> I'm afraid of this. Right. I was really expecting you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made it. That that was. Thank you. A, it, it was a difficult hey. film, as you said. If it was horror, it'd have been easy to do something with that. I think, but because it was an action movie, I couldn't. Yeah, but I, I could not think at all. So that that wins. I'm afraid. Right, put your genre back in the genre pile. I was out. Right, Matthew, you're judging. You, you can go first, mate. I've got a bonus point. Oh, do you want me to go first? Do your best impression of one of your actors. There you go, bonus point. Put back and redraw, what does that mean? Because it was in the actors thing, so put it back in the actors pile after you've picked another actor out. So my movie stars Sean Astin and William Shatner. I'm not going to go for the bonus point because I couldn't do an impression of either of them, I'm afraid. Ah, uh, uh, that's a shame. The movie is called... Uh, and so it begins... It's a war movie. Another sort of war thing here. Mm. Um, Matt, be as brutal as you can be with us, like I was. <laughs> Just be a dick, basically. Mine's got a kind of riff on um, Apocalypse Now, and it's an early Vietnam war movie. Okay. William Shatner is like the Colonel Chaos character, like Fat Man on Brando. So he went into the desert, but he went in much earlier, so he went in in the 50s, when the French were fighting the Vietnamese. 
Um, and he basically became like a, a leader of a small group of people in the jungle. And Sean Astin, um, him and Frodo as well, um, have to travel through the Vietnamese jungle, basically when the war's going on, to, to try and find William Shatner, who is the the Colonel Kurtz style character, which obviously is made difficult by the fact that there's a war going on, and by the fact that the Professor was a jungle. And that's pretty much the end of my movie. Okay. Well, mine stars John C. McGinley, who is a brilliant actor, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, and it's a Western, the title of which is called Oh No, I Think I'm a Racist 3. Definitely not a racist. So, it's a Western as well. So what it's going to be, it's Old West style. And they were all racists. They were all racists. <laughs> but this is part three. So after John C. Mc... John C. McGinley plays the sheriff of, of the of this old west town. And um, in the previous... In, in the first movie, it was, oh no, I think I'm a racist. And it, it, he decided to kill everyone and was like, yeah, I'm a racist. I'll just kill, kill everyone. That, like all of the... Like, Nick... Native Americans and that. Second film, I don't know what happened. Maybe a prequel to show how he became a racist. Number three, oh no, I think I'm a racist. Three, definitely not a racist. John C. McGinley being the sheriff. So the sheriff uh, is going through um, a guilt trip after killing off the Native Americans. He's starting to contemplate life and thinking he's actually wanting to kill himself. And then Owen Wilson comes in in brown face <laughs> as a Native American he is actually white in the film he just colours himself locks up yeah as uh, to fit in with the Native Americans thinking that because he basically grew up with them like it's another tribe of Native Americans obviously it's not the one that John C. McGinley wiped out and um, he comes in and tries to save McGinley's sheriff thinking, well, even though you wiped out our cousins, you, you don't need to kill yourself. Just feel remorse and stuff like that. Plot twist is when Owen Wilson turns out to actually be a white person browning himself up to fit in with the Native Americans. And the whole thing is actually about him being a racist because no one knew <laughs> that he was actually a white guy who just wanted to be part of the crowd. But the rest of the Native Americans were like, "Who the fuck is this guy? We, we, why? Who is he? We don't, we don't even like him." And then it turns out he's, he's actually a really nice guy and tries saving uh, McGinley from killing himself. I shall actually give the point to it because I actually yeah. liked the, the sound of that story. That was actually pretty cool. You liked the what of it? The sound of the story. Oh, that was that was an easy winner as well. I I I'd watched that film. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, I think it Did would. You put your genre back in yeah, I think it would get a lot of Facebook warriors. Yeah. angry about the film. <laughs> so the genre for this film is post-apocalyptic, and the name. <laughs> <laughs> and the name is All Legs Slings By, with Adrian Sturt. <laughs> All legs, comma, slings by. B-Y-E. Starring me. Starring Adrian Stone and Sylvester Stallone. Uh, right, old legs slings by a post-apocalyptic film. Don't know. Do you want to think about it when Mike can go instead? Yeah, I think that's probably the best for this one. I'm afraid. My film is called Leaving Your Past Behind. And it's a western. Yeah, okay. Starring Sophia Lillis and Hugh Laurie. So I think for me the film will start with... Um, Sophia Lillis in like an orphanage. Um, oh, okay. She's obviously like, she's what, 15, I think? Yeah, she's 15. So she has quite a, a black past that's never really explained anyway. She's in an orphanage. Right. And she's, um, you know, kind of been fighting for herself. And Hugh Laurie turns up and, you know, because he's British, she has to be posh in this film anyway, like a lot of British people are. So he's like a rich landowner, basically, that's, that's buying, looking to buy an orphan to do, um, do some work. On his estate, basically, and he buys her. Right, okay. And obviously, he never really found out what her that past is, but he puts her to work 
on his estate, basically, and it's, it's quite abusive. Not me sexually. Um, just, just physically, physically abusive physically, to all his still physically though. to all his workers and slaves. But you know they're basically slaves, right? Okay. And one by one, his cohorts start disappearing. Basically, and it's never hinted that it's her. Um, and so he he decides to. It's not hinted. It's her. No. So it's her. It is her. Yeah. Right, okay. But so he decides to basically pack up and run. Um, <clears throat> right. so the person was leaving all sorts of clues so I'm pretty sure he's doing it so he right, takes okay. her and some of the other cohorts some of the slaves not cohorts some of the slaves um, on a train across America to on the run basically mm-hmm. and they get off at a small mining village sort of in, in, the, in the west and happens again and again I think I, I, sort of towards the end maybe her and the other slaves you know sort of basically sneak into the house and kill her yeah. <laughs> that was a okay, is that is that it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Come on, Matt. Right. Okay. So it's going to be a really explosive um, opening. Um, Sylvester Stallone and Adrian Stone are two Americans <laughs> out over in Africa. They're both Americans. Stallone and so they're just kind of <laughs> running right in Africa and trying to take down this African warlord. But it kind of keeps kind of flicking back to America in this secret laboratory, and. Um, why this? Um, I'd love to know what, what, I, what I'm actually playing. <laughs> what, 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 what character I am in this film? You're a mercenary. Okay. You're both mercenaries so, right, okay. over in, in Africa. But it flicks back to uh, a secret lab in over in America. Right. Okay. Then. And it's basically a, a, a lab technician called Timothy who is doing various experiments on. Um, Animals and humans and things like that. Um, right. Trying to create the leggiest. Of, the leggiest. Yes, the leggiest kind of Legs for days. creature right. that, uh, like, imaginable. Human? Or just any, any hybrid creature? Any. Just. What you asking him for? Don't help him out. But yeah. So, you know, he's testing it just to, just to kind of. I don't know, just some kind of weird sadistic fetish of his. Right, okay. Not like having a fetish like that. Quietly, you're a fighter. (laughs) Anyway, so eventually he's kind of amassed this laboratory full of weird, leggy, freaking creatures, and eventually they they attack and kill him. And they break out of the, the, the laboratory, and these literally all the creatures just go on a mad rampage, tearing the entirety of America apart. Meanwhile, so, so that's, enough, is that the apocalypse part of the film? Right? Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. So this is kind of like halfway through. All right, okay. Anyway, so okay. Adrian Stone and Sylvester Stallone's character. I hate that name. Oh, sorry. It's fine. No, it's his fault. He wrote it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they catch wind of what's going on. Yeah. So they basically steal a, a Chinook helicopter. They fly all the way back to America on very little fuel because... Why not? It's a, it's a film. It's meant to be action packed. What yeah. type of mercenary am I? Hmm. Very gun ho. Big weapons. So good. Like bazookas, that kind of thing. Mm, fair enough. But yeah. And Sylvester Stallone is just the one with the big machine guns. So yeah. So you're all the kind of demolitions man. All right. Yeah. The, okay. Okay. He's the kind of spray and pray kind of mercenary. Okay. Anyway, so they get back to America and they, they, they basically just go on a, a wild um, hog hunt and just start killing all these creatures. Um, eventually, they unfortunately get surrounded and they run out of ammunition. But they go out fighting as you're doing these kind of um, post-apocalyptic films. Um, they don't find any survivors. Matt, you get the point. So, yeah. <laughs> Mike was... He, he was doing well and then you got to the end. <laughs> it was just... Uh, and then uh, she kills him. <laughs> the end. It was just like, what the fuck type of ending was that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Matt wins. It... <clears throat> I let him have me as one of the characters, and just the, the story it intrigued me. I thought, I thought it was all right. Whereas, like I said, your just your ending was just shit. <laughs> it just it was a really nice like lead up and everything. I was thinking, oh, this is this is actually sounding quite interesting. And then she, <laughs> she kills him. <laughs> No, you can't lead me up to just have that yeah. as the end. Whereas, 
Matt's, even though it was pretty much the same with the whole thing of, and then he gets rounded and killed and blah blah blah, whatever it was. I was dragging on quite a bit in the city, so I Yeah, but know. that still gave me more fun than, Fair enough, than yeah. what Mike, Mike's did overall. So you have to, you have the point there. Um, who the fuck's the judge now? Me. You're the judge now, right? Okay. You two are picking. So you got a special card and a bonus point. Yeah. Just leave the actors, Matt. Pick two of these special cards. <laughs> the first one is me. The first one is you, right? So that can go in there. Well, you don't need to do an impression. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is O.J. Simpson. You, you've got a western. Yeah. yeah. You can think up the film title yourself. But, because it's a special card, it's a porno western <laughs> featuring you and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> oh, can I go second, please? You can, <laughs> yeah. You still have, that's the problem, isn't it? Because even though it's a porno western, you've still got to think of a story <laughs> for it. And right. the title. And the title. Hey. Well, mine is starring Barry Chuckle. Of the Chuckle Brothers and Emily Watson, who I have no idea who she is. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. Um, so you might have to help me out there, Matt, with who she actually is. Uh, it looks like she's in a lot of dramery drama, which kind of fits with that movie title. Yeah, she was in Red Dragon, but it's also a documentary or a film entry, and the film is called Her Heart in My Hands. My film is going to be a firm entry about cannibals. Okay. And it's going to be Barry Chuckle is a cannibal, but all he ever wants was love. Okay. And every single woman he's found, he's just always killed them because he's never fell in love with them. And then he meets Emily Watson and he falls in love with her. And he has to sort of fight his inner thoughts to kill and eat her. And then just like throughout the film, he starts hallucinating and stuff like that. This is a firm entry, remember? So it's a guy filming them all the time. Yeah. So you get his, you get, you get like the the Big Brother style thing of where he he goes into a room and he starts saying shit like, "Oh yeah, I had this thought about killing her." And I'm starting to see things, and I'm seeing her as like a, a hunk of meat and stuff like that. He obviously has to do his little funny dancing in it and everything <laughs> else, and. Uh, by the end of it, though, the the firm entry that guy, the, the actual guy filming it, who was doing this documentary on cannibals, goes in to see Barry Chuckle next to a dead Emily Watson with her literal heart in his hands, and he said, and he turns to the camera and says, says to the camera guy, "I, I killed her, but I'm not going to eat her because I just wanted to hold her heart in my hands." You <laughs> <laughs> and then says to you, yeah, and chucks it to the camera guy. The end credits. Right. So O.J. Simpson is the juice and is the uh, pimp of a local brothel. Um, oh, okay. it's, it's quite a new one. To, why to why am I going? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're the judge. You should be listening to him. I'm listening oh, to him. So you know, you know, he's he's quite oh. new in town. He's taking on new new staff, left, right, and centre, as you do. Um, in walks a rather ugly bugger, i.e. me, looking for a bit of work, you know, on the side, I'm quite new to the West as well. Well, I guess I'm ready um, or in the more sexual thing, or... Well, it's just work in general, really. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming I'm, I'm turning up to do bar work, because I would have liked to have worked on the railway, but all the Chinese are getting in those jobs. You know, cheap labour, you see. <laughs> okay. So the porno actually has a proper story <laughs> behind it as well. Fair enough. So, you know, we get into discussions about the, the potential of work and me working behind the bar, which unfortunately includes dancing um, in not so many clothes as one would expect from a bar person, but there we go. And both male and females can employ my services to be taken up into the bedroom. And what I don't know is that it's actually live shows. So I go up to their room, you know, start doing the these things, and then the curtains go up, and everybody is just sat there watching us do the do the nasty business. Want a bit of comedy in there as well? Um, but there we go. Um, so it's a porno western comedy. Yes, I'm just, I'm just, even though I'm a fighter, I've just got to ask: How does it end? It doesn't end. 
It's just one mass. Right, give him the point. Continuous. <laughs> give him the point. I don't know. It is. I was thinking if the ending, if he says the endings, him fucking OJ Simpson up the ass while OJ Simpson fucks another woman. He deserves the point anyway. But as soon as he said it never ends, that is just a, a long Western porn. Matt deserves the point. It's up to you because you're the judge. But he, I think. Genuinely, Ains was a good was a good a good story. Mm. I think it yeah. was, and it had a beautiful ending too. It was kind of a a love story in a mm. sense, and it was sort of showed the characters change. And I, I, but then Matt's was incredibly funny, and it was as you <laughs> said, it was a Western porno comedy. Yeah, to be fair, um, I did really have to think on the spot with that one. But I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry. It was Ains was a such a well-rounded yeah. film that had a you're giving me the point. A heartbreaking ending, no pun intended. Eddie has to get the point on the third, even though it was a, it was a great effort, man. It was, a, it was a genuinely, <laughs> a, it, it's a great idea of a film, but hey, this just sort of touched me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's will literally touch you, though. <laughs> uh, right, so me and Mike, do you want me to pass you the balls? Mine's gonna be, it's a, for a start, the film's called The Return of Honesty. Starring nice Zoe Deschanel and Sigourney Weaver. Um, and it's a, a faux documentary. Does it say it's a faux documentary? What's the faux documentary? Um, <laughs> it's a, well, it's a faux entry or yeah. a documentary. It's going to be a faux entry again, and it's it going to be set in a post apocalyptic world. The Earth has invaded, basically. People have been watching from afar and have seen the political world and the way that humans are going and all the lies that are abandoned in politics, Trump, and social media. So, like, this alien race basically came from across space and time and basically imprisoned humans and said, you know, where your masters now? We, you know, it's like kind of like a, a flock of sheep, really. This, you know, there's been naughty, so the aliens wanted to... Um, I say aliens are going to be, like, quite a humanoid, very intelligent beings, too. And really, they see themselves as doing a good thing because they want to put the human race back on track. So they come and imprison humanity. But obviously, the world's run by humans and they only brought a few sort of legions with them. So kind of the the earth broke down and it starts off really in a a prison camp and so it is known is being brutalised by some of the other other prisoners. And Sigourney Weaver sort of steps in and breaks up and kicks their all the heads in and basically becomes like a mother figure. And it's sort of friendship blossoms early on. And after a while when Sigourney can trust her she basically said we're planning a breakout. To start off with, they wanted to make a rush to the coast. It's set in Central Europe as well, so it's, it's not that far from the coast. So it's set sort of in Northern Germany, maybe, so that it'd be a rush to the Baltic. And it's obviously like a really impressive camp with all the humanoid aliens, generally. And they managed to, to escape. They do it by one of the ladies in the camp is able to fire golf balls out of the vagina. And the aliens find this hilarious. So she sort of does a show for the aliens and they're all like sort of um, mesmerised by the distances, the, the skill it involves. And when they're all head to one side, um, Sigourney and Zoe and a lot of the people with them managed to escape. But when they sort of do escape, it's not the earth they remembered and everything's broken down and the aliens have been sapping the earth bits now. On top of this natural resources, so northern Germany is quite forested, and it's just a dead forest basically. And all the trees are gone, and all the life just. just... I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not judging this because I'm fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> all the life just wiped, wiped from the earth. Um, and they hear about other people. Well, the, one of the reasons they escaped anyway, because they'd heard about other groups of people that escaped and, and built. A small group, basically, um, and they were told to go to this area just outside the forest, and they'll be picked up um, by a plane. And you know, as, as you get out, fight through the forest, um, they're basically picked up by a plane with weapons and some one of the alien pilots, and they're thrown in. The end. Mike's like a trailer. <laughs> we don't need to watch the film now. We know the fucking whole thing. <laughs> well, mine. Mm. Is called Terrorgasm. It was, I was gonna put Terrorgasm as in Terror, huh? slash yeah. Terrorgasm. I thought, no, I just have Terrorgasm. Terrorgasm, like dinosaurs. Like pterodactyls. 
with Numi Rapace and Sandra Bullock. And it's a drama. <clears throat> so, hmm. mine's a period piece. And uh, when Sandra Bullock was a child, she found an egg in her garden. And it was a pterodactyl egg. How it got there, nobody knows. But she basically waited. Like, she looked after it, waited till it hatched. And uh, she grew up with this pterodactyl as a pet. But she also taught it English. Eventually it wanted to be like a human being. And it started dressing up in a business coat and a fedora and uh, everything else. And Numi Rapace, um, Sandra Bullock's rich cousin, comes to the to the family after her parents died in a car crash. And she falls in love with this mysterious stranger in a trench coat and a fedora. She thinks he's got a long nose, but she loves him anyway. And Sandra Bullock keeps trying to stop this relationship happening, thinking, well, he's got wings under there. I know what he's like. But for some reason, the pterodactyl just wants to mate with uh, Numi Rapace, and Numi Rapace wants to mate with him. But obviously, actually being in love type. By the end of it, Sandra Bullock decides um, she doesn't want to know any, know either of them anymore, because the t- the pterodactyl says to her, "Like, I'm sorry, but I've got to live as a human. I'm in love with your cousin." Knew me. It is so distraught. She runs off with the pterodactyl, and it it brings out its wings, and she's not scared or anything like that. She still loves him for who he is. And they fly away. But because he wanted to be a human, he forgot how to fly. So he crash lands, killing them both. The end. Uh, it's a really quite a, a tough choice, to be fair. That was, <laughs> that was, the interrogator just sounds hilarious. So that's, um, that was so Mike's yeah. title. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I will go for the return of honesty. Because I, I thought that was actually pretty good. The only pit that I was concerned about was the, so the distraction for the aliens. Another point. So. I just want to do a fucking year, because that'd be a bit silly, so I just thought. <laughs> some... That's, that's what... all I could think of. A period piece with a pterodactyl falling in love with someone that's rich. Oh, me and Mike are tying for three each. This is a very long episode. We're going to have to really fucking edit that. We're going to have to do two parts. Really edit this. We could do it in two parts, otherwise. I'm not fucking messing around. <laughs> Even if it's to five, first to five points. <laughs> yeah, so you're the judge this time. No, I'm not. Are you not? I was judge. Uh, am I the judge now? Yeah, yeah, it's we're, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll just do first to five points. And if we want to continue again to another ten, we will another time. The film is called Sometimes My Skin Peels Back. I'm assuming that's one of yours, is it? Yeah. And it's a horror. That's fine. That's that perfectly fine then. Um, and it's actually... Um, Where's your other actor? Uh, it's Danny Glover, my actor, Danny Glover, not Danny Glover, as I was <laughs> yeah, Danny Glover. typing when I was at work, um, and I said in my comments, I was oh, that, working, that, that and Tilda Swinton. Oh, that's, that's quite fitting, because Tilda Swinton's a creepy lady sometimes. This is all quite fitting in horror now, I'm just going to make it a horrible... Yeah, go horror. for it. Danny Glover is a normal guy. Um, he goes to work nine until five, he works in a production line making dog food, uh, tinning dog food, he goes... I'm having really bad, really, really bad flashbacks right now. Like, I've had deja vu, like, this has already happened. Well, you can sort of see, he goes there every day, <laughs> tending the same old dog food and going home. Mm. And he's angry, he's angry at the world, basically. He's starting to get pain in his sort of genital area, shall we say. And, you know, he thought it was just because he was still a porter. He didn't know if there was maybe some sort of problems with the blood getting back up there or something. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor examined him. And he pulled back his foreskin. <laughs> and. Mike, it's a horror, not a porno. He <laughs> didn't get the special. He pulled back his foreskin. And. A creature, like a snake type creature, came out of his hole and impaled the doctor straight through the heart. And obviously, Danny Glover, it wasn't intentional. Danny Glover didn't really know what it was, that it was going to do it. So Danny Glover was walking around with his parasite inside him, basically, like a tapeworm. Every now and again, it, it would, for example, he would go on a date and there'd be sort of going for a nice meal, come back, and this thing would just kill, kill his date. And then he meets, he meets Tilda Swinton, who's obviously, I've said no, but the birth partner, he meets her on, um, Yeah, age appropriate. He meets her on Tinder. 
you both go back. This thing shoots out of his penis and tries to kill her, but she is, is, is wiser and he manages to grab it and... He's still sounding like a porno. <laughs> chokes it and it goes back inside and he's like, oh, no, how, no, how did you... How did you know? And it turns out that she's kind of working for the Secret Service and she did, they'd been watching him for quite a long time. Not not just then, but before he discovered about this, um, this creature, basically. So they already knew? They knew, or they had an inkling. So he was a bit good because he thought he met some nice woman on a date and it turns out she was... Just the FBI. So he, he basically kicks her out because he, he thought that she was a lovely woman that he met on date. And he said, you know, I don't want anything to do here. Fuck off, basically. And he goes on the run. Basically follows him is a, a trail of destruction, really. And Tilda is, what's his lover, was chasing him across the country, finding people that have been impaled by a penis and trying to find him and in the end she, she, you know, she, she finds him comes across him so to speak in a in a small village basically he, he wants to be away from people as, as much as possible um, he may have impaled a horse on his penis um, <laughs> but it, and then she managed to call him to a small village well, Danny Glover will definitely not ever star in this movie <laughs> I don't think this movie would ever get made but go on and she manages to corner him in this this uh, I sort of like an old farm car, basically. And she tries to talk him down and she says, you know, if you come with us, we'll, we'll get it out of you. Um, we'll pull it off. And <laughs> you'll be, you know, you'll be fine, basically. And took it off. He, he said, yeah, he said, you know, how did you know? And he was so angry with her. And she said, you know, we've always known. We, um, turned out that they had actually implanted the egg inside him when he was a child and wanted to make him into a, basically like a super soldier. They had to go abroad, and an army of people with these beasts. It's, the penis thing is irrelevant, really. They could come out of all orifices. But, like, with beasts inside them that would basically become, like, appendages. And for some reason, it's just Danny Glover's penis. Yeah, because the, the thing was abandoned. <clears throat> it was immoral and sort of in the 70s. It was just It was totally... a banned movie from the 70s. No, 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 it was abandoned. Oh, I thought the, you said the project... it was banned in the 70s. <laughs> no, the project was abandoned in the 70s. Hmm. Um... And he was left with the remnants of this beast inside him. And she sort of talks him down and says, you know, we'll get out of here. Let's just say and this, it kills him. this isn't... That wasn't where I was expecting it to go at all when I wrote that title, but okay. And it kills her at the end. <laughs> right, okay. And okay. On, carries on running. I think every single mm-hmm. film we've done like ends with someone's death. Go on. <laughs> that makes, me, real, that makes me feel bad for mine now. It's so fine, it's fine. Right, the genre is a crime gangster film. And yeah. the name, the title, is There's Only One Room in This House. Mm-hmm. Which is the title for a, a horror story that I'm actually writing currently. Sort of writing. I've got a ghostwriter in as well, just because I'm a catty ass. Go on. <laughs> now, I don't really know the actress uh, Kristen Ritter, but that's my first one. And the She's a, one. She was in Breaking Bad as a drug addict. She's in Jessica Jones more recently. A, basically, uh, she's a private detective with super strength. She's a badass female, basically. Kristen Ritter is is quite a badass actress. She was also in Don't Trust the Beam Apartment 23, where she just played a bitch. And Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. who I don't really know much, but I looked at, on Google and I recognised her, so... I, yeah, she's in, Hall- she, you know. she's in Halloween. But, yeah, so, you know, so I know so she's played a, a few uh, kick-ass... Um, characters. Yeah. Right, so the, the basis of the story is Jamie Lee Curtis is Kristen uh, Ritter's mother. Hmm. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis is a crime boss um, okay. from, for the Mafia, but she's um, exceedingly high up. Um, and normally, you don't really get female members that are high up, but that she's proven her worth um, through the family and she's um, gained the rank. So she's about three below the Don. Three below the Godfather kind of thing. Um, okay. So she's kind of. Is it set modern times? Did you say? No, I, I didn't have to mention that. Uh, but oh. no, I, I get the kind of nineteen twenties kind of feeling. So the kind of um, low in over in America that kind of type thing. Right. Um, however, Kristen Ritter, her daughter, is becoming a detective. Now she doesn't really know much about her fam- her family's business. Hmm. She just knows that her parents earn a lot of money and things like that. But the more she gets into the 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 work of being a detective, the more she's tying not only her family 
but her mother to a lot of the crime and the organised crime essentially in the city um, that, that they live. And things start to basically become very um, heady towards the end. Um, and I, I want... I see it being quite a... She doesn't want to bring the, the law in too much, but she wants her mum to kind of uh, pull out of the family, basically. Um, she's explaining that she can't just drop everything. You know, this is her, her life. And no one really escapes from the mafia kind of thing. And it all comes um, to blow um, that Kristen is ordered to actually go and arrest her mother and take her into custody because there is a lot of evidence and to actually support um, the detaining and the arrest. So she goes alone because she obviously that's how these things uh, work, uh, family related. They're having a huge argument in the house. Her mother isn't coming quietly and they both pull guns on each other um, and basically choose each other. In the, in, Matt, you get the, the you get the, the point. Room. You you get the yeah. point, Mike. What the fuck? <laughs> just what the hell was that? Seriously, it just what, what what? If you said anything else other than he peels his foreskin back and a monster comes out of it, you'd have probably got that, Matt. None of that would have happened in the nineteen twenties. But fair enough, <laughs> Mike. Just what the hell? What the. <laughs> No, just no. Right, so we're all drawing for three. We've got two rounds left. Whoever gets to five first wins. <sighs> and Jesus I'm judging. Christ. The fuck was that? <laughs> all I've got to say is... I don't want to know what goes Regardless of what he's saying, Matt's going to be the next one. After that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> if, you, if you've got it like that, that's fine. I just I, I, I just couldn't help but think what... I'm sorry, Matt. Was... I know which one you've got and it'll be difficult. Oh, and a bit creepy. I was just thinking, what the hell is going through your head? You have to Google who he is, maybe. Right, okay. <laughs> it's not a slander, because yeah, he actually did it. Point. The title is Creeper, Fucking the Victor Thank, Victor thank God you didn't get the genre that I got. <laughs> I got comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it's a drama, uh, genre-wise, and the title is Creeper, the Victor Salva story. Unfortunately, I got the actor Leonardo DiCaprio, and the actress Emily Browning. I think I'd probably have to place Leonardo DiCaprio in the, the role of Victor Salva in this, unfortunately. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'd have to place Emily Browning... As the young boy. <laughs> as a young actress working for Victor Salva. Oh, I'm, I, don't, I, I, I feel dirty even just thinking this. I don't think either of us are going to get a point on this one. I don't think one of you a point. <laughs> that'll get the point anyway the problem is I don't really know the, the Victor Salva story so I can't really build it up very well um, he was filming a, a horror movie called Clown House and there was a 13 I think it was 13 year old boy might have been younger I'm not sure but but basically the, the problem is he, that I should feel horrible having to say while, yeah, while, story. Fil- while filming Clown House he touched the child inappropriately <clears throat> and actually filmed his sex acts to the child. Oh, okay. And then it was then was arrested for it for only three years. He went to prison and then came yeah. back out and made some incredibly successful horror movies. Yeah, cheapest creepers. So yeah, so basically it would be a case of Leonardo DiCaprio is playing Victor, and unfortunately Emily Browning playing a young actress um, under his direction. And basically, <laughs> it would follow the the Almost acts. Quite. Of of um, uh, Victor Salva in a very dramatised way, since it's a, a drama, and then kind of the the last quarter would be basically Emily Browning being the narrator for it and actually kind of going through the whole law system to actually get him arrested, and then obviously would ha- end with the final court case uh, the. The final decision for him to then go to prison, um, and everybody being shocked that it was only for three years and not for longer, even though he obviously filmed these acts. Sounds quite interesting, yeah. <clears throat> well, mine is Die on Set Here, a musical. One word. <laughs> it's meant to be one word. 
But a musical. It's meant to be a comedy musical, but I'm used. Oh, I actually got comedy. Well, comedy as well. Oh, yeah. oh, fair enough. Only one word. So, Dion's a, a musical. Fair enough. Starring Kane Hodder and Kate Russell. So, what this is going to be, seems it's a comedy as well, this is going to be sort of an alternate reality of our reality where we've got old <laughs> and we're still doing die on set A and audio on set A, like these podcasts. Kane Hodder will be me. Kate Russell can play you. Um, I'd love to be played by Kate Russell because he's cool, but he can play you because... I'm kind of sat on this, get the points. No, I'm, bulk, I'm bulkier than you. That's all I thought. So Kane Hodder can play me because he's, bulk, he's bulkier than Kate Russell. So um, Kane Hodder, obviously famous for playing Jason Boyd's a lot. And it's going to be basically the story of our lives with Diane Set A and uh, Kane Hodder and Kate Russell. We, what we can do is the story of our lives only in the first like 10 minutes. So a quick recap of what we've done to basically grow old and still be doing this podcast. And then we in the film, played by these these magnificent actors, find out that there's a, a podcast ban on, and uh, it was actually sorted by Kevin Smith as an old man, <laughs> because even though he's been podding for a while and he loves podcasting, he's just got bored of life and bored of podcasting and thinks, well, so I'm just going to fucking ban podcasting altogether. And he, he just... Somehow puts this, like he manages to put this thing into play where he becomes friends with the president and they put a ban on. We've moved to America. He's put a ban on podcasting there. Everyone gets fined or arrested for it. But we just continue doing mm. it. Obviously, we're singing to the whole thing. Oh, so how's this a musical? <laughs> no, we're singing different songs about like how our lives went when we were younger, with when we first started, when we were like five to like now to basically the future and, and how we're going to do it and Kevin Smith's singing through it as well about how he's going to stop us and ban us and we've basically got to get to the Kevin Smith headquarters to show him our podcast to make him believe in the beauty of podcasting again but then he just turns around and says no because it's absolute shite <laughs> he keeps it banned anyway the end like I said, singing throughout and comedy. I, I can never do comedy. I'm not good at comedy. I'm not great at to do impressions of either. No, I can't really. Yeah, I've got a bonus point doing impression. Fuck knows how you do an impression of either of those two. I can do an impression of Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. Done. I'm not going to give you that point. <laughs> That's fast. Um, but you do win. Um, uh, really? I think it, it, I like the idea. I like that it was about us. Obviously, that a, a musical. I like that it was kind of a that, that, you know that, that genuinely that classic style. Of it. Yeah, fuck me! I'm surprised that I actually got the point there. So thank you for that. What was it about? I think I think Matt, Matt's was difficult. I think I made it difficult by picking a shitty. Um, I kind of was hoping you would have got that one. I think you would have made it more. Well, yeah, I was yeah. hoping you were going to get the one that Matt got before. Matt judges me and you, so if he gives me the point, I win the game. If he gives you the point, there's another chance for like a catch up. For, for a catch up. Don't let that thing either. Mike. Vas put this back. Um no 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 you, you keep one of them. Choose one of them. Do I can I choose which one to put back? Ooh. Yeah, you can choose which one to put back. Really? You're really gonna do that? There's gonna be a partner. Yeah. <laughs> It's always a partner, Michael. <laughs> when you get a special card, it's always a partner. So, Mike, uh, yours is a partner comedy. You can go first if you want, or do you want me to go first? You can go first. It's going to be difficult. Me go first. But I got Nicolas Cage and Kyle MacLachlan in a western called Cardboard Coffins and Paper Pyres. Kyle MacLachlan is going to play the um, the bad guy in this. He's, he's going to be the one, like the, the, the dark shooter type. Like he's going to wear all black and he's two, oh. two pistols. And Nick Cage is the hero. It comes in on the train. But the train is what actually has all of these coffins on. And the train basically stalls in the town where Kyle MacLachlan's character has taken over. Firstly, Nick Cage just goes in thinking it's like a normal town. Thinking it's just like, all right, well, this is going to be my next stop by the looks of it then. He's just roaming around trying to get settled in greets the townsfolk and 
becomes friends with a few of them, has a few drinks and stuff like that. And then there's the Kyle McLachlan pretending to be the sheriff comes in and he's just like, yeah, so are you. What's this whole thing about? Do they become friendly? Don't really realise, like you don't realise what's going on. Like that they've taken over the town. And then it turns out that the people that Kyle McLachlan's actually arrested and put in the jail are the normal townsfolk instead of like his little merry gang of people. Nick Cage finds this out basically just by stumbling in drunk into the like little jail area and, and they're all shouting like help me help me and he's pissed out of his face so he doesn't really know what's going on and then in the morning he kind of remembers so he goes back to find out what's going on and then that's when Carl McLachlan catches him in there that's when Nick Cage realises what's going on so he starts shooting at Kyle McLachlan misses and Kyle manages to run away and gets all of his gang to come out and start shooting him and it's just a massive shootout fight around the town while he's trying to save these uh, save these people from Carl McLachlan and then they get into the usual typical situation of a, of a draw thing like back to back 10 paces Kyle cheats after, after only a few steps turns around and shoots Nicolas Cage in the back of the legs and his actual words to him are you ain't even worth being buried in cardboard coffins. And then that's where that whole thing comes in. Nick Cage, bleeding out of his leg, turns around. Got a secret little gun on him in his boot. And flicks it up and shoots Kyle in the head. And goes, well you're worth the paper pile. They get to the tra- he drags his like, body off to the train. Chucks him into a coffin. And just fucking burns it while in the train and says and then just goes up to frees the people from the jail and tells them this is my town now. Even though they're, they're still happy anyway, because it's like, yeah, they love him because he saved them. Go on, Mike, watch your porno comedy. <laughs> the worst part is that was actually a really good good thing for the people. I'm not gonna do that. Um What my my film story or your title? Well his title. Yeah, yeah, the, the the entire com- combination. Okay. That that works really well. I'm just sorry with uh, good good one too. <laughs> sure. The film was just called Box, and it could be a a, a, okay. a, a, a euphemism or the sport of boxing because it stars Mike Tyson and Liv Tyler. Um, and it's a porno. Yeah, it's a porno. Porno comedy. So basically, Liv Tyler is a young and upcoming fighter. She's not that young anymore, but <laughs> she should be younger in the film. Oh, okay. Um, this is this is before she really got it. Mid nineties. This film was set. Um, set was made in the mid nineties. Um, also, when Mike Tyson was you know at his peak as well. So she was a young and upcoming fighter. She, she's an upcoming fighter basically, and she's not very good. And Mike Tyson, who was a bit of a perv, goes to all the in in this, not in real life. Um, <laughs> it might be in real life, or I don't know. But, Anyway, he goes to all these sort of young women's fights and looks for people that want to train. Um, and so he, he sees her and thinks she has some potential. So he takes her under his um, big black wing and um, <laughs> says, you know, come on, come on, I'll, I'll train you. He start, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it, it is a comedy, but I kind of want to make it like a sexploitation film in the 70s. And they were like sort of comedy partners in a kind of strange sense. Hmm. So um, she starts to train him, but he's putting her in all these weird scenarios with with women in the ring, again, so to speak. Obviously, she thinks he's like doing like training videos for her, or he's making training videos, or he's trying to build up a career, when really he's doing it for his own comedic. I'm not going to put that in there because it's not really funny at the minute. Comedic gratification. Putting him in all sorts of really, really weird scenarios that are also slightly sexual. Obviously, she starts to um, like boxing with dildos glued to the yeah <laughs> boxing gloves. <clears throat> yeah, no, maybe not that weird. You know, kind of the sort of typical thing we would find in porn. Yeah. Not that I, I often watch porn. Um, <laughs> I'm not watching today anyway. And yeah, I'm really fucking struggling. I'm gonna concede. Yeah, so I win. I have five points. I win. To be fair, that as I said, that was yeah, I couldn't be that. I got lost by. If I was the judge there, right? 
I would have given you the point. <laughs> Bless you. If you had ended the film with Mike Tyson, like having Liv Tyler won this boxing match, if Mike Tyson was just fucking a doggy style, accidentally puts it in a shitter, <laughs> and then she screams, ouch, and he punches her in the back of the head. <laughs> I'd have been like, you fucking win the game. The whole game. <laughs> just for that. Well, that's the end of that episode then. Hopefully we'll do a movie plot game again one day. And Did you win the last one, I think? I can't remember who won the last one. I think I won it, actually. But um, <laughs> let's just say you won it before I won it this time. I think you did win it That needs to win it, uh, the third one. Well, if we so I think what we should do is sometime we should do... Basically, we should do a film, an actor, and an actress. Yeah. And basically come up with the story ourselves and then just discuss it as say, but Yeah, well, for just Halloween's there. coming up. True, yeah. We yeah. have to do a Halloween special somehow, one way or another. If we can't think of anything, we might do a Halloween horror-only edition of the horror, uh, of the uh, movie plot game. Are we going to do a serious one, or are we going to do quite a jokey one as well? Do a jokey one as well if you want, just horror only though. Well, no, but the thing, the thing is, I, I don't, I can't really do, do jokey things. <laughs> probably gathers. I, I'm not very well, good. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't either. So, so, I, yeah. I can't either. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, Jesus, this is going to be taking a lot of editing because it's uh, nearly an hour and a half. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.